tired of offending people who don't believe in Jesus. Oh, what do I think? Who cares? Let's tell them the truth. Don't give me, they're just living their truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. In other words, if it doesn't come from the book, it's not true. <sighs> I'm going to have to do it. I am going to have to go full church lady, SNL Dana Carvey on the Grammys from Sunday night. Do you know why? Because they want me to. They want people like me to freak out and get outraged at what they put on the screen on Sunday night. Satan worship steals the show at the Grammy Awards in 2023. Anything's on the table in 2023, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, modern art is aimed at creating division more and more in our country. And we have to talk about that. Plus, there's another well-known megachurch traveling down the Andy Stanley Road to affirmation of homosexuality, and you won't believe the name. This is your favorite night of the week, The Deep End on Tim Hedge Line. Welcome in, everybody. It is season six, episode 21 of The Deep End. And my name is Tim. I'm the humble host of this channel, The Deep End on Tuesday nights at 730, where we talk about uh, culture and news and what's going on in the world from a Christian worldview. If you would do me the favor and hit that like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell. That way you can get notified on your smartphone. Your smartphone could do something smart for you and let you know every time we go live. And if you're here for the first time, I understand that you don't want to subscribe yet. So watch the content and see if you like it and then subscribe at the end. So yes, the Grammy were Sunday night. I know I'm, I'm a day late. Everybody's already talked about it, but let me give you my opinion. That's all I can give you and some biblical counsel on how to approach this. And some of you parents might be saying, I don't even want to talk about this. This is irrelevant to me. It is relevant to you because your kids are listening to it, whether they're looking for it or not. These kind of songs are the underlayment to the TikTok videos that they are watching. Uh, the, their, their friends are watching it or listening to it, and they are getting peer pressured into following and celebrating the culture of the demonic. And that is growing more and more every single day. There used to be a time in this world where Satan had to hide. That time is no more. Satan now comes out in full force and says, hello. And our world says, oh, wonderful. And we have to be aware of it. And we need to talk about it. And so let's talk about it through a segment we like to call Pastor Tim Reacts. Yeah, the Grammy Awards, which began as the Gramophone Awards, uh, took they started in 1959. They took place again on Sunday night. And here they are, the, I guess, the entourage of Satan, Sam Smith and Kim Petros and their, their posse there, their red draped posse, arriving on the red carpet to perform a song called Unholy and basically worship Satan right out there in the open. <laughs> I bet Alexander Graham Bell never imagined that this device that he invented would lead to demon worship. But again, here we are, it's 2023 and everything is on the table. Let's give them the attention that they're dying for. Let's give them the outrage and reactionary Christian response that they want, right? So again, Sam Smith, Kim Petras take to the stage and then they win an award for the song Unholy. This is them. And what you're looking at on the screen right now are two white dudes who are breaking glass ceilings. Yes. It's always on the white dude to do it first, isn't it? <laughs> and of course, I don't mean that, right? That's a joke. Because here's the irony of our modern age, is that if you're a white dude, you get to claim minority status by changing your gender or, or identifying as a different gender, and then you get an award, and then you can claim to be the first ever of that particular category, that particular minority subgroup to win the award, which really is just you're a white dude winning award, which has been done before. But now you're a white dude who doesn't want to be a dude, and so now you are, I guess, unique 
And that is really what we all want to be, right? We all want to be celebrated and kind of like find ourselves and define ourselves. And when we don't define ourselves in God, we will define ourselves in anything, including a stupid little statue of a gramophone. But this is where we are. So Kim Petras on the left, she or he, she, he is the youngest ever to be surgically transitioned in the UK at 16, which is another example of bad parenting. And then Sam Smith, who has transitioned himself into a non-binary individual and his Wikipedia page, at least up to date now, considers him they. So I am breaking all kinds of politically correct codes by referring to these guys as white dudes, which is exactly what they are. And no amount of surgery or identity will change that. Okay, the chromosomes still are the chromosomes. It is what it is. Biology is what it is. And when you dig up their bones, when somebody digs up their bones, 400 years from now, they will find two sets of white dude bones. Actually, just male bones. That's all they'll find. Because there's no changing that, even when we want to dress it up like it is. The Grammys have been suffering on a downward trend um, of gaining interest lately. And you can see the last two years, in particular, were horrible for the ratings. Good news is that they broke a three-year ratings record. But is it really good news when the ratings were that low in comparison to previous years. Uh, I mean, some people watch the ratings of the award shows like the way I watch the price of Dogecoin, which is it's still way down, but at least it's better than before. <laughs> and, and nothing is new because this has been going on since 1980. You know, these trendsetters, these cultural rebels who would not even be known if there wasn't a Christianity and a virtue to rebel against. But in 1984, Madonna took the stage at the Grammy Awards in a white wedding dress and writhed around on the ground and talked about being touched like a virgin. And ever since then, from Madonna in her wedding dress to Britney Spears and her snake to Lady Gaga in the meat dress to Miley Cyrus uh, writhing on stage with Robin Thicke to Cardi B screaming at a priest on stage, these people have leveraged Christianity to gain notoriety like none other. And so the constant refrain is they're taking heat, you know, they're rebelling, they're leading the way. And so Her Majesty Madonna, the Queen of Pop, got on the stage to introduce the song Unholy as it was performed at the Grammys and made the most headlines from the night. And here she is talking about the same old shtick that she has made millions doing, which is hating on Christianity and being celebrated for it and then considering herself an outcast and a rebel. Watch. I'm here to give thanks to all the rebels out there forging a new path and taking the heat for all of it. You guys need to know, all you troublemakers out there, you need to know that your fearlessness does not go unnoticed. You are seen. You are heard, and most of all, you are appreciated. Yeah, so again, the same stuff, same old story. They're rebels, they're um, taking the heat, and they are appreciated and celebrated and then awarded. Okay, so you're not really a cultural rebel when the culture gives you awards and lots and lots and lots of money and celebration. Just in case there was unclarity about that. Let's scroll forward. This is the performance, and they start the... Um, satanic seance here <laughs> which again i'm saying that lightly because it's not really i don't think they're worshiping satan really but they're just leveraging they're leveraging the the ideal the idea of satan and the and the worship of satan to you know do exactly what i'm doing right now get attention yeah so yeah. 
you know, what's the next step, by the way, after this? You, you've done the satanic seance. Is sacrificing an animal, is that on the table for Grammy Awards 2024? Um, a live abortion performed by a doctor? I mean, these things, maybe we might get there. <laughs> because at some point, you got to do something more to get the attention that you desperately seek, right? But here it goes on and on and on. That's Sam Smith in the middle. We can fast forward here to where Kim Petras is in a cage. Surrounded by flames. Digital flames. I think those are digital flames. If not, that is pretty cool, to be honest with you. Pyrotechnics. Anyway. An appropriate image here, too, by the way, of Kim Petras in the cage surrounded by flames. <laughs> because they've picked up on the language of John Milton in Paradise Lost. This is what hell will look like caged forever in darkness surrounded by fire and suffering and torment forever it's not one big happy family but they they do what they do there he is Sam Pitt with the crown well I'm sorry with the horns on his hat And on and on and on it went for a few minutes and then there was a great applause and everybody worshipped him and then they got an award an award for it. Uh, this is what our culture considers edgy, uh, progressive, breaking new boundaries. So the song Unholy is kind of interesting because it's about a guy who's having a homosexual hookup at the body shop and this is considered unholy. My first question is, isn't it homophobic to consider that unholy? Isn't that actually him being his true self? Shouldn't the song then be called, I don't know, true self? <laughs> because that's what we've been told for years. But again, you need the Christian faith. You need the Bible. You need virtues to rebel against. And so they're doing it. They're doing a good job of it. And again, these are the, these are the lyrics. These are the lyrics um, of the song. Mommy don't know, daddy's getting hot at the body shop, doing something unholy. Anyway, right down there, I think verse two, you see they refer to Balenciaga. So all the pieces are coming together. Balenciaga, we talked about the ad campaign using uh, soft images, soft porn images of soft child porn images to sell nasty products. And there's all this kind of conspiracy about that. The pieces are coming together. We shouldn't be surprised. We should take note. We should see that the, 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 the crowd in which you flow is your crowd. And then this little spot at the end of the song, which was right in the nose. I mean, well done, CBS, putting all this together. The, the advertisement following the song, perfectly timed, perfectly coordinated. As the outro of the song goes, the Grammy Awards CBS presents brought to you by Pfizer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, hey, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. This is this is exactly what I've been talking about on this channel for years since the beginning of the COVID pan pandemic. This is what I've been talking about. The enemy has created division. He has elevated the hostilities of Americans against each other. He has now pulled the curtain back and showed us in full view on network television, Satan worship, and no one blinks an eye. 
because Satan doesn't have to have to hide anymore. There was a time when he had to hide, when he tried to subversively lead us into worship of himself. But today, CBS is all in on this with a tweet responding to Sam Smith talking about the special performance that he's going to put on the Grammys. This is right before the show and CBS official account responding to Sam Smith's tweet. You can say that again. We are ready to worship. And that is not a typo. That is exactly what CBS wanted to say. Uh, they got a lot of pushback from it, including from yours truly. And then they deleted the tweet. And you can see right there the tweet was deleted by the author. And the reason is very simple because CBS thought about all those Christians who pay their ad revenue and decided that their Satan worship would compromise their mammon worship. And you, when it comes down to it, companies will abandon Satan like an ex-girlfriend uh, really quickly in favor of making more money. So you have to ask yourself, what is this? And maybe Christians, you are outraged, you are shocked, you are horrified. Let me make a suggestion. We shouldn't be shocked, outraged, or horrified. We should simply understand that what Jesus said about the state of the world is 100% right. And here's what he said. Men love darkness. Jesus said this. Men, women, children love what? Darkness. You never have to teach a child to be bad. It comes pre-programmed in their heart. The reason why they're bad is because they love to be bad. Okay? That's the human heart. John 3, 19. This is the judgment. Light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light. Why? Because their works were evil and they don't want to come into the light. Uh, Proverbs 13, 19. A desire fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but to turn away from evil is an abomination to fools. In other words, to even suggest that they should change is an abomination. And that's exactly the language. That's exactly the narrative of our current cultural moment, particularly when it comes to sexual confusion and sexual deviancy. And then I have talked about this on the show before, but remember that God is, has something to do with this because when they refuse to come to the truth, 2 Thessalonians 2.9 says, this is what's going to happen. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The delusion of Satan, the delusion actually that God sends upon those who follow and worship and, and honor Satan. And, and let's just be honest, satanic elements, because they're not really worshiping Satan. And I would say theologically or biblically speaking, I don't think Satan cares if you worship him or not at all. He, he really doesn't. He worships himself. That's been his MO from heaven when he was an archangel, when he was perhaps the chief lead worshiper of God in heaven. And then Isaiah 14 talks about how he wanted to ascend to the heights of the most high, to stand on the mountain top of God, to make himself like the most high, to take the place of God. And, and he was cast out of heaven because he wanted to serve and worship himself. Now, this is a very poignant point for us. And, and John Milton has a lot to say about this in his, in his book, uh, Paradise Lost, really his poem, Paradise Lost. Satan said, I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. And every person who follows him or follows that trajectory is satanic. Sat Satan is not necessarily witches, spells, and brews, and 
potions and Harry Potter stories. <laughs> Satan is self-worship, self-love, self-glorification. Now you think about homosexuality and how homosexuality is the archetype of self-love because you can only love intimately those who are like you physically, right? And this has also been the trajectory of um, pop music. The pop music back in the day used to be about the other person, the lover, the person that we would give our life for, how they fulfilled us, the Tom Cruise famous line, you complete me, you know, that was the, that was the mantra of formerly uh, popular artists and, and then tra transitioned into self-love, self-worship, being your own perfect version of yourself, appreciating yourself, embracing yourself, celebrating yourself. You think about Katy Perry with Roar or Pink with You're Perfect and these songs that come out and just celebrate the self and now has made the appropriate transition to homosexuality and glorifying and exalting that through pop music to say, now I'm going to have the fullest expression of self-love by loving someone of the same sex as me. And it is unthinkable and un unfathomable to give myself to the other who is opposite me to who to another who is opposing me biologically right this is the natural pro uh, progression that we should see as we approach the end times even daniel talks about the fact that the dictator beast will not love women he will not love women, so he will either be completely absorbed in himself or he might be a homosexual. We don't know that for sure. But the point is, is that that is what Satan is. Satan is about the self. Satan is about uh, loving and worshiping self to the nth degree. By the way, Jill Biden was in attendance and on stage and handing out awards at the Grammys. And we should just mention that <laughs> because that's where it goes. Now, understand that when you worship the devil, when you follow the devil, not worship again, follow the devil into self-worship. You really don't actually help yourself because again, Jesus said this thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he does. Steal, kill, destroy. Destroy is to take something that is ordered and bring disorder, to, to take something that's beautiful and bring ugliness. And if you look at the trajectory of the queen of pop herself, let's take a look at Madonna from the 1980s, such a beautiful girl to the 20s, to, to, to the 2000s, which, you know, a grown adult, very, very pretty um, there. But 2023 has not been a good year so far for Madonna. She's looking more and more like the God she worships. Okay, this is a image. This is a picture for us. Now look at Sam Smith, and this is a faster trajectory from 2015, young, debonair, handsome, thin, looking healthy to 2022 wearing nipple pasties, half naked, dressed in a woman's garter belt, looks like, and drinking urine. That is where we are in 2022, seven years. That's a faster trajectory because the devil is not hiding anymore and he doesn't care to hide because we just let him do it. And the culture says, yeah, it's cool, fine, no problem. But we are seeing, and as Christians, with discernment, with some measure of discernment, we should see it and say, wait a second, there's something happening here that is deeper than just pushing the boundaries of artistic expression. And what it really is, it is satanic, it's de demonic in the sense that it destroys the self. The more you worship the self, the more you destroy yourself. What did Jesus say? He said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Because if you, if you wish to hold on to self, you will lose it. But if you lose yourself for my sake and the kingdom, you will find it. Uh, the human condition is pre-programmed through the sin nature to worship and elevate self at the expense of ultimately ourselves. So many people have experienced this as they have walked away from Christianity. They don't look good. 
the people that I have experienced, they, the people that I have observed, as they have walked away from Christianity, they, they don't look better. They look much more unhealthy, much, much less happy, much less fulfilled because you are abandoning the only one who is the source of life. And a further uh, reality, a further result of Satanism upon our culture is how art and music are now being leveraged to separate us, to push us against each other. Because secularists who are ultimately following Satan's strategy love division. Satan loves to divide. Satan loves to come between black and white. Satan loves to come between male and female. Satan loves to come between young and old, mom and dad and son and daughter, right? This is the transgender nonsense. You, mom and dad, cannot tell me who I should be. I will tell you. And then it is your responsibility to lead me down the path that I have chosen for myself. And then when they get older and they regret it, like some of them are already starting to do, they will therefore hate mom and dad for letting them do it in the first place because parents were not parents. They were followers of their children. And so the division comes again and again and again through the work of Satan upon our culture. And so the artistic expression of the Grammys is more than Satan worship. It's really just Satanism. In effect, the glamour of it, the celebration of it is the archetype exhibition, exhibition of it on stage that is further dividing us. One of the divisions here is, again, religious people and sensitive religious people with irreligious people. And I suspect that most irreligious people look at the Grammys and they also roll their eyes and think, okay, enough is enough. Like, seriously, how far can you go? Is, is sacrificing animals and live abortions performed on stage the next inevitable step? Who knows? But again, this is art. This is music. This is Satan. Satan was, again, the key, the, the key worship leader in heaven. He was the artist. He was a, 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 a physical, if you read the scriptures in Ezekiel, he is a physical instrument in being. This is incredibly important for us to understand. So he was in charge of worship. He was in charge of music. And, and let's be honest, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be snide, but secular artists tend to be far better than Christian artists. Their music, and I'm a musician, and I've been a musician my whole life, and I, I can see it. I can see the difference. There is far more quality or more originality, if you will, to secular music than to Christian music. Now, that might be changing, and it's getting better in some cases, but not all cases. And, and let's be honest, the secularists are far more numerous than the Christian artists. And so you have a bigger pool to draw from, and there's a lot more participation in the creation of that music, and such is the case. But the division is there. The separating, the causing hostility, the, the antagonism to create more hostility is the work of Satan. Ultimately, the biggest problem right now in our country, in our culture is loneliness. How do you get lonely? By dividing, by separating, by getting away from other people. The very opposite of the things that God wants to do in your life, right? He wants to bring you to family, to community, to relationship with other people. And Satan loves to divide as he divided a third of the angels from the heavenly angels before, uh, before man was on the earth. Another example brings me now to Disney Plus. Disney Plus, who has revamped the series, the cartoon series, The Proud Family, and they put it on their streaming platform. So if you're playing for Dis paying for Disney Plus, you're paying for this kind of messaging. This is a ensemble here of the Proud Family actors getting on stage and talking about slavery and how slaves built the country. And so this is a cartoon aimed at your kids inducting them full into CRT and wokeism without uh, apology. Watch. 
This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four, Four million, million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white, white supremacy, supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhurst, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We, we made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current senators, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for, for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. Okay, so this is the programming going on Disney Plus for your kids, and it's just an amazing thing to see how angry these little cartoon characters are. I, I miss the days when cartoons were Wiley e. Coyote just trying to blow up the Roadrunner. Don't you? You know, run out, get yourself an Acme dynamite stick. Throw it under a rock, wait till he comes by and actually blow up yourself. Those were great cartoons, yes? But now this is what art is. Art is here to divide us. It should be interesting to note, too, the executive producer of The Proud Family is a woman named Latoya Ravineau. Latoya Ravineau was found saying on a Zoom call that she was there at Disney to introduce a not-at-all-secret gay agenda. How she was afraid to work for the company because she thought she couldn't say and produce the kind of content that she wanted, such as what you just saw on the show here tonight. And she recalled, look at her exact words, she didn't have to be afraid. Uh, let's have these two characters kiss in the background. I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness. If you see anything queer in the show, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. And that is, again, they say the satanic agenda. Let me introduce... Confu sexual confusion, sexual immorality to children because they are the most impressionable. And if we can get them young, we'll get them, have them for life. And, and, and this is the, the person behind the proud family introducing the, the wokeism CRT mantras to your children as if to suggest that white people had nothing to do at all with the building of America except to enslave the blacks to make them build America. And again, slavery is evil. The history of our country is dark in many parts, in large swaths. However, just demonizing one particular color of skin, one particular amount of melanin in someone's skin is not helpful. And yet this is exactly what is happening at Disney Plus. Disney Plus, which should just be like making your kids happier. Is it any wonder why the kids are so depressed today? So addicted to Zoloft, so uh, in, entrenched in therapies and uh, school psychologists and why police have to do more than just 
arrest criminals. They now have to be family counselors and, and why police are leaving the, the business left, right and center because they don't have the skills and they do not have the patience or the time or the or the mental health to deal with all of those kind of demands. You see, the breakdown of the family has cost our culture and our children mostly because you need a father and a mother. You need a father and a mother who operate in tandem together and create a healthy environment for kids to grow. Satan loves division. This is his favorite thing to do. So what do we do? What do we do, uh, Christians, as a result of this? Should we freak out? Again, no. We should know that it's happening. We should protect our kids. Some of you need to go to your kid's smartphone right now and check the playlist and look up, if you don't know how to, whether it's Spotify or Title or Apple Music or whatever they're listening to, look up on Google, search how to see song history on X platform, right? Because you need to find out if your kids are listening to this stuff. Are they getting engrossed in this stuff? Because it's happening more and more. And you are responsible for your kids. Not And, and by the way, if you don't take responsibility for them, Disney Plus and the Grammys will. And they are in league with the educational system of our country and the university system of our country and then the governmental system of our country and you will lose them. You will lose them for life if you do not intervene. It's hard. It's difficult. You don't want to do it nasty. You don't want to be mean. You don't want to be vengeful or rageful, but you want to be helpful and godly and a, a good example for your kids to know. What does the devil do? Like show them those pictures of Madonna from the 1980s. They won't even recognize her. <laughs> Show them the PP video from Sam Smith. Maybe don't show them that. But literally, I didn't even show it. I don't even want to show it. It's so gross. He's literally drinking urine in a, in a music video. And that's only seven years removed from his heyday in 2015. So that's, that's what we need to know. We need to be aware of it. And we now also remember, there is good news for those who are born again. Because Jesus makes a wonderful promise in John chapter 10 when he talks about the sheep and the shepherd and the stranger. And he talks about in John 10, 5, a stranger, God's sheep will not follow. They will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. You see, this is my hope in salvation as a pastor. This is my hope in a church, in my church as a pastor, is, is that my job is to just present the voice of Jesus and the sheep are going to come running to the voice of Jesus. That's it. They're going to come running to the voice of their shepherd. They're never going to follow a stranger because they don't know his voice. Once you've heard the voice of Jesus, you're in. You're in and you want in and you might wander and you might stray here and there, but you want to come back and you do not want to be in the hands of Satan anymore. Anyway, that is Pastor React. Now let's do uh, let's do some news. Defend news. The news you choose if you could choose news. Is it somebody's birthday? <laughs> because there was a balloon in the sky, and this was kind of interesting to me that a Chinese balloon was allowed, a Chinese spy balloon, and this has been verified now, has been allowed to navigate from the north west corner of the United States over Montana, where most of our nuclear weapons are stored, by the way, right down through the Midwest, all the way down to the shores of South Carolina and was not shot down until it reached the sea. And a lot of speculation is to what's going on here. How could we have allowed it? And then, of course, the Democrats are reacting by saying, yeah, but Trump did it three times and didn't tell anybody. I mean, it's always that way. When when Joe Biden fails, it's always, yeah, but Trump. And it's, <laughs> it's like, that is the constant refrain. Okay, I get it. Yes, Trump was orange man bad. And so we're supposed to be forever grateful that Joe Biden is not orange. So, you know, a lot of memes went up online. We've been trying to contact you about your car's extended warranty. That was a funny one. But here was the best response to the balloon. Uh, the Babylon Bee wins it again, putting out an article as the balloon was in the sky. Biden says he'll shoot down Chinese spy balloon as soon as he's done letting it spy. And literally the next day, the balloon was shut down over the sea after the balloon had traveled across the country spying on us. Wow. 
<laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. And I got to say to the Babylon Bee, which I talk about on the show regularly because I really appreciate their contribution to this cultural nonsense and mockery to make foolishness what it is clear foolishness. They keep making these predictions and they keep coming true. It's getting scary. <laughs> you say, I don't like the Babylon Bee because it mocks pagans. Okay. Well, go to Ezekiel, um, go to first Kings chapter 18 and look at the showdown on Mount Carmel between God's, God's prophet Elijah and the false prophets of Baal. And as they cut themselves and they bleed out for their fake false gods, Elijah's sitting there mocking them saying, scream louder. Maybe your God is on the toilet. Maybe he's relieving himself. Maybe he's taking a nap mocking. See, if we don't mock foolishness, people will in their foolishness think it's wisdom. And, and, and this is another part of the human nature. We think the things that are wise are foolish until we are saved. And then we realize what wisdom really is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Outside of the fear of the Lord, you do not have wisdom. You have foolishness. If we do not appropriately mock it, we will only hear those who are celebrating it. And we'll lose people in the cultural conversation of confusion. That's exactly what is happening on a regular basis. By the way, a balloon worth caring about is the balloons that were sent up by a pastor named Eric Foley, CEO of the Voice of the Martyrs, who for years was launching balloons with Bibles loaded in them over the land of North Korea, the closed down dark country where you cannot evangelize. This brave pastor was launching balloons and he was charged for it. The charges did not stick, thankfully, and he's still a free man, but launched Bibles by balloon into North Korea. So that's a balloon that is worth celebrating. And maybe we can get on board with that. But here's some more news and the question that I have today. And that is this. Is there another gigachurch leaning toward affirmation, affirmation of the LGBTQIA alphabet mafia? This will not end. This is going to be the trajectory. And again, I only bring this up not to demonize these pastors, but to warn you of them. Paul warned people, false teachers. Jesus told us to be on the lookout for false teachers. I got an email uh, this week saying, why are you so concerned? I'm concerned because Jesus would be concerned. That's why I'm concerned. Very simply, Jesus said, uh, you need to watch out for them. They are going to rise from among you. Peter talks about this. Jude, just read Jude and see how it literally outlines the progression towards sensuality and sexual morality that will arise from leaders within the church. You see, this is the problem. I have great respect for leaders, I, uh, these leaders. I had great respect for Andy Stanley, and I, I had great respect for the person that I'm about to tell you about, but, but I have to warn you now. I have to warn you that this trajectory is dangerous. And so more bad news, by the way, for Andy Stanley in North Point. Uh, he is going to take the stage with a gay man who is married to a man, married, quote unquote, married to a man, at Andy Stanley's church conference called Unconditional. Now, again, the question might be, are you against homosexuals? No, no, I am for Christ and the gospel. And I am for homosexuals repenting and receiving the gospel, just as I am for heterosexuals repenting and receiving the gospel, just as I am for me repenting and receiving the gospel. And there is no greater sinner that I know than me. Okay, I am the worst sinner that I know. I don't know if you can say that about you, but if you can't, you need to ask God to show you because you probably know yourself and your sins far more than anybody else's sins. However, when church leaders start to align on stage with outspoken, loud and proud sinners who are claiming to be Christians, see, that's the, that's the problem. Sinners, unrepentant sinners who are claiming to be followers of Christ, and you are aligning with them, and you are appearing with them, and you are taking the same stage as them. That is absolutely problematic, and I will show you that from Scripture. So this conference comes, I guess, out in 
September, October, I'm not sure when, at North Point Church, and Andy is ready to go with this gay-affirming, self-loving homosexual. Here's his own testimony of how he came around on his own sexuality as a gay man and a follower of Jesus. And I just want you to listen to his own story because it's problematic at every level. And I'll, and I'll stop and pause at some points and, and, and unpack that for you. Watch. For so much of my life, I was two people, you know, and, and my sexuality and my faith were divided. And I was a different person in different situations trying to keep up some facade and it was not sustainable. A lot of people talk about reconciling their faith and this, their sexuality. For me, I needed to align them. You know, I needed to be one person. And how I went about that is I just started letting my worlds collide. It was a little messy at first, but it really was the start of being authentic of who I am as a gay man and as a man that loves Jesus and bringing all my parts together. And okay, so there he's talking about integrity and authenticity. And those two phrases, integrity and authenticity, are two of the common catchphrases for justifying homosexuality in the church. And, and let me just show you also how you have to add three things. Authent I got to be authentic. That is true to myself. And I got to have integrity. That is, I've got to be who I am, right? Um, and then the third thing is I, I have these emotions that I'm dealing with and I don't know how to reconcile my emotions with God's word. And so here's how he takes that trajectory watch. That was the start of wholeness for me. So there's been sort of three chapters, I guess, in my life when I think about my faith and my sexuality and bringing those things together. Chapter one, they weren't. You know, I spent most of my adult life really feeling like the best way to honor God with my sexuality was to not act on it. And that was the best decision that I could make with the information that I had. And I didn't do Okay, so that's a problem too. The best way to honor God with my sexuality. The term sexuality has already been defined for us that your sexuality is your innate or immutable characteristic of how you want to express yourself sexually with people of the same sex in this case. That's what that is. It has been defined by the culture. When Christians start to accept the monikers and accept the language of secularists, they already start following the trajectory toward abandoning the truth of Scripture. You cannot accept their language. You have to speak truth. Truth offends. Truth offends ourselves. Truth will counter who we are. Truth counters me. I, I, I hear God's word speak on things that my flesh would love to participate in, it counters me. A, but a submitted heart to God's authority in his word hates the flesh, despises even, as Jude says, the garments stained by the flesh, right? And I love the things that God loves. That is the new heart. That is conversion. So I fear, and I think, and I'm pretty sure, certain that, I think his name is Nathan here, has enjoyed the cultural Christianity that he was brought up in and surrounded by and benefited from. And now he's really just trying to do a reconciliation there with cultural Christianity, which might not be conversion in his case. It's definitely not conversion in his case. And now worldly sexual views of who he is as an identity. So watch. I did it out of fear. I did it out of fidelity for my relationship with God. But chapter two was in my late 30s and I met a guy and I fell in love and I didn't really plan on that, and so it forced me to have to sort of put on my big boy pants with God, you know, and have new conversations. So my feelings drove me to God in conversation. Not I saw this, this desire in my heart, which, as James says, 
gives birth to death through the acts of sin. No, I felt something, emotional infatuation with another person, and then I decided to talk to God about that. And here's how he talks to God about it. Watch, the, the language is amazing. Watch. And wrestle with him, because I didn't just want his tolerance, I wanted his blessing. Chapter Yikes. I didn't just want God's tolerance for my sin, I wanted his blessing for my sin. And he goes on and on there in that video, and he talks about how he's living a fulfilled life, and he's an integrity, a person of integrity. He is living an authentic self, and that's who he is now. And it's been a great move, and a lot of Christians are falling for this mantra. And it's why we have to constantly bring people back to truth and tell them the truth even when the truth hurts. Because your feelings are not real. Your, your feelings, if feelings are real, then every moment of my day is tenuous because I do not know what's going to happen in the next five minutes that will cause me to feel something different. And if I identify with my feelings or my desires or my greed or my idolatry, I am in a world of hurt. Now, biblically, do I have rationale for this? Yes. Yes, I have rationale for calling out Andy Stanley, and I have rationale for calling out the next person I'm going to call out, call out and it comes from the Bible, the scriptures. When Paul says to the, book, to the Corinthians, a very sexually promiscuous church, who he was rebuking, and he says to them, listen, verse, 1 Corinthians 5, 9 to 11, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all, meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual morality or greed or is an idolater, or reviler, drunkard or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. So this is, this is important. There's an important qualifier here that Christians may miss because we are so famous for hating on non-believers when they act like non-believers like okay i told you about kim petras and samson's song because it's going to influence your children you want to protect your children as a parent and a godly mom and dad but they are allowed to be satan worshippers. that's their choice as unbelievers they do not claim to be christian okay here's a guy who claims to be a christian and wants to live out in a sexually immoral lifestyle and those are the people False teachers and false believers. Those are the people that we are warned about from Matthew to Revelation. It is what Jesus rebuked in the first three chapters of Revelation. False believers, wolves in sheep's clothing. And, and, and Matthew 7, he talks about, you shall know them by their fruits. Watch what the false teachers tell you and make a judgment by the fruits of their life. What is the fruit of this guy's life? He wants God to, to, to live according to his internal terms and not according to God's eternal word. That, my friends, is idolatry. It is the archetype of homosexuality, which celebrates the self over everything else. But this is what scripture teaches. Scripture says, warn, call out, name names it sometimes. That's what Paul does. He names names. In 1 Timothy, he names two names who of people who were teaching the church but abandoned the faith. And then here he tells the Corinthians, don't even eat with these people. You cannot associate with them. But this is what Andy Stanley is doing in the name of being all things to all people and trying desperately to grow his church and reach people, I guess, for North Point's sake. I don't know. I am confused. I am telling you he has spoken about this. At, he has not spoken about this at all to anyone publicly or, or privately, as far as I know. And, you know, the silence is deafening, in my opinion. More bad news, by the way, about North Point Church. And we have to know. This is Cameron Smith's Twitter feed, 
who just got hired by North Point in January and talking about how he decided to come work at the church because of Andy Stanley's approach to the homosexual agenda, which is at this point, in my opinion, affirming. And then some of his other tweets are bemoaning the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Uh, he um, mourned deeply over the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, he quoted, tweet quoted Zach Lambert's tweet on Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ folks should be affirmed. God desires justice and flourishing. All the stuff of the secularist woke crowd that uh, Zach Lambert there appreciates. And he said same. And then is totally affirming across the board on his social media feed. He is the creative director at North Point Church right now, Cameron Smith, the creative director, working right there in league with Andy Stanley. So another church that is taking the plunge, it seems, is Saddleback Church of Lake Forest, California. One of my heroes when I was in seminary in Bible college, Rick Warren, started this church in 1980 with about 20 people. It's 25,000 people, 14 campuses across the world, and now is a harbinger, a leader, a, a, an influential church for so many belongs by the way to the southern baptist convention and that's going to matter in just a moment when i get to the end of this content but saddleback church is also now hosting the uh, lead with love conference for families with lgbtq plus children uh, they are also embracing the curriculum the same curriculum as north point church which is embrace the journey uh, this is andy wood he is the successor to the founding pastor rick warren who stepped down last year Andy Wood serves as a past, as the lead pastor, but his wife is an ordained teaching pastor at Saddleback Church. And the curriculum that they are using is here listed on the website, Embracing the Journey, which as far as I can tell is a very foggy organization around the stance of LGBTQ people re regarding Christians. So Chris and Eliza here, they are co-leaders of an embracing the journey program at saddleback church a support group in lake forest california anyway this is what's happening in these giga churches now i am not saying that saddleback church is affirming but i am saying it's alarming that they are using the same curriculum as andy stanley and north point church and we need to be aware of that because i know the influence of these pastors Someone, again, in the email that I was sent earlier uh, was asking, are you afraid that they're popular? Yeah, I'm afraid when bad theology gets popular. I, <laughs> everybody should be, by the way. Um, bad theology, another example, should, is uh, God loves everybody. And as long as you're a good person, that's all that matters. That's bad theology. It's very popular. It very much concerns me that that bad theology is popular. And so it will very much concern me as uh, these these progressing to, to affirming highly influential pastors start to gain popularity in our culture, especially in the subculture of evangelical Christianity. It is bad. Now, Saddleback, of course, arrives here, or at least trends here, on the heels of uh, May 2021, where they made history, a historic night, according to the Christian Post, and ordained female pastors. Isn't it amazing how I've talked about this? on this channel before. This is the trajectory. Female ordination leads to homosexual affirmation. It's just there. It's been there. The, the playbook has been there in the, in the UMC, in the Episcopalian Church, in the Presbyterian USA Church, and now in these giga churches. Is that where we're going? Because I know it's very cool. It's very trendy for pastors to co-pastor now with their wife and make her a teaching pastor. Look, I I, 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 my wife serves in the leading of our children's program. We have directors over small groups who are women. We have 
Um, my, my wife actually is uh, very much responsible and in, engaged with the implementation of doctrinal teaching to the children as Titus outlines. This is not bad, but there are places where women are not permitted to lead. And that is in the doctrinal leading of the church, the adults in the church. And this is exactly what Saddleback has rejected which is kind of interesting because they belong to the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention. And it is very clear from the 2010 uh, Baptist Convention uh, statement that they will not and do not permit the ordination of women into pastoral ministry in their churches. And I have several examples I could share with you where they have dis disfellowship churches of far lesser numbers in Saddleback and influence in Saddleback because they have ordained women. And for some reason, and I'm sure it's because of their size and impact and influence, Saddleback gets a pass here from the SBC. But the SBC has some, some explaining to do, as they like to say. The pathway to powerlessness in a church is you do this. You grow at all costs, whatever it takes to get people through the door. And then don't offend them when they do, because you know what? If you offend them, they might leave. So how do we offend them? Well, we got to embrace some cultural values uh, where we can and, and make some friends along the way and talk about the journey. Like, don't talk about truth. Don't talk about doctrine. Talk about the journey we're all on. And then eventually you ordain women pastors, right? And then eventually you affirm LGBTQIA and eventually you have no power. You have lost the point of your existence. As Jesus says to the church in Laodicea, you are neither hot, you are neither cold, you are lukewarm, and therefore I will spit you out of my mouth. And this was a church, by the way, that was exceedingly wealthy, exceedingly knowledgeable. They were prosperous. They were, they were strong. They looked incredible on the outside. On the inside, they were full of dead rot. And God says, you're useless to me because you do not stand for the truth when it offends. The truth will offend. The truth should offend. Jesus offended. Jesus always either um, cracked open the heart or hardened the heart. Read the Gospels. A lot of Christians who are disagreeing with me right now, all I ask you to do is read the Gospels. Jesus did not make friends with everybody. And many of the people who were his friends for a season eventually denied him and rejected him in the long run. Case in point, Judas. So it's going to offend someone. And if it's not the sexual standards, it's the financial standards, or it's the lying standards, or the hateful standards that Christianity um, rejects, right? And so we're going to harden some, and we're going to break open some, and that's God's business. God says in Romans chapter 9, I will harden whom I harden, and I will save who I save, and I will show mercy on who I have mercy. And that is his call. Our call is to be faithful witnesses to his word. Can I just say too, back to this pathway to powerlessness, if the point of your church is to grow your church, you're not a pastor, you're not a leader, you're a salesman and a marketeer. The goal of the church is not to grow your church. The goal of the church is to feed and lead God's sheep. If you feed them and lead them, they will be healthy and strong and they will reproduce and the church will grow. But if you just grow at all costs, you are not a pastor, you are a marketeer and a salesman. Pastors feed and lead. And sometimes when we lead, we offend and we send some people packing because they are not in the faith. As 1 John 2.19 says, they're, they're going out, show that they were not really of us. For if they were of us, they would have stayed with us. Anyway, um, back to that Embracing the Journey program that Saddleback is instituting. Guess who is on board with it? CBS, a 2019 profile on Embracing the Journey and the book. So this is CBS affirming the Celebrate Embracing the Journey book, which these affirming pastors or trending toward affirming pastors are using. This is the same CBS that is ready to worship Satan. You see how it all comes together? <laughs> you see how it all circles back around. And there is one... There is one God of this world, 
Satan, the demonic forces, they're all in the same team and they're all getting a lot of people to capitulate to their plan to steal, kill, and destroy. But we are not those people. We are going to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Yes, because eventually the world wakes up. Many people in the world wake up and sometimes they don't, but sometimes they do. And, and, and that leads me to this piece out of Politico. L- listen to the headline. Pot is making people sick. Congress is playing catch up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, truth never goes out of date. It just looks like it's moldy for a little while. <laughs> it never goes bad. So pot is now making people sick. There's a growing body of evidence that says marijuana is bad for you. Who knew? <laughs> and regulation is now in the offing. Yes, the, you stay with the truth, ladies and gentlemen, because eventually the truth sets you free. The truth <laughs> makes you healthy, happy, blessed. We've got to be aware of it. Consider some of the warnings that I gave you on this channel about the COVID vaccine, about the COVID pandemic, pandemic, and how now Reuters is reporting that the drug companies, such as Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Merck, Merck companies, all who made billions during the COVID-19 vaccine implementation and, and which were pushed on you by your president and the media are now facing fear, serious financial hurdles as people wake up to the insanity that they do not work. So the government and the media and the entertainment industry always lie to sell you stuff. And then you deal with the consequences and then they come back around and say, oops, we made a mistake. Sorry. Sorry about that blood clot. We made a mistake. It brings me to a very important passage in Isaiah chapter eight, Isaiah chapter eight, verse 11. Listen to what God says to his prophet. He says, the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand upon me and warned me not to walk in the way of this people saying, do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy and do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread, but the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. You see, I'm a big proponent of the fact that if I am in line with how my culture feels, then something is wrong with me. I should not think the way they think, believe the way they believe, fear what they fear and honor what they honor. I have to honor God and fear him. And I believe that if you believe, if you fear God, you fear, you need fear, nothing else. And some of you have already been maybe a little bit shocked about the fact that I've talked about the pandemic. And I want to just give you one last piece of evidence that it really wasn't a pandemic. Somebody put this montage together online, and I love this montage of all the dancing hospitals. Remember when we were told the hospitals were overwhelmed, the hospitals were beyond their constraints, they, 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 we didn't want to overload them, and so shut down everybody, and everybody stay home, nobody goes and gets their you know, cancer treatment, nobody gets their screening, and everybody's now dealing with those, 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 those problems as a result. Here was somebody putting this together, this montage of how it was never a pandemic. Watch. It's going to get worse. Yeah, we could just stop there because my question for you is, do you remember when they were doing those dance offs in the middle of the Second World War because the war was that, you know, uneventful? <laughs> they, they, they came back with all these choreographed dances, you know, and, and headed to port and dated the women and showed them, hey, look at this line dance that we invented while we were over there fighting the Nazis. 
It didn't happen because that was actually a serious thing. But you have been lied to. We have been lied to. And I don't want you to forget it. And that's why I share that kind of stuff with you. Anyway, you already saw it there on the website, Tim Hatch Live. We've got some new merch for you to sell, to buy. Uh, if you are able to, to support the channel. I particularly love that bullet as a lion uh, sweatshirt. And then the old stuff is also is there as well. Uh, so glad that you guys are here. If you want to support the channel with cash, go ahead and do that. Thank you so much for joining me. It's really appreciative to have your time together with me tonight. I hope it has been helpful to you. The deep dive happens tomorrow night. Finally, back to the deep dive in first Kings. And then guess what? On Thursday, we have 10 questions. Now I know it's usually the first Thursday, but I had to push it back to the second Thursday of the month. So we will have three shows this week on the channel. And I hope it helps you get strong in the Lord to use discernment, to listen to God's word, to learn how to see the world and discern how to respond in Jesus name. God bless you. Have a good night.